This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. And welcome again to Cottage Talk. I am Russ Goldman. Joining me right now is Emilio Donello, the foam shadow. We are just about 23 minutes left of the transfer window, Emilio. And uh, we're going to talk about what's been going on with Fulham in this January transfer window. Up until the end, and we're going to go a little bit over that. We'll also have a follow-up show tomorrow to uh, see if anything has happened after we went off. And we also were going to be doing Basically, a review on the summer transfer window. We're going to look at all the signings and basically say hit or miss. I thought that would be fun mm-hmm. to look back at the summer transfer window. We're going to be doing that tomorrow. But we're going to finish up this transfer window by just talking about what's been going on today, what's been going on with the window, Emilio. So your thoughts on what's been going on today. We'll talk about the signing of Sasa Lukic in just a second. But just give me your thoughts heading into the final stages of this window. I'll just ask you the question. Are you happy or disappointed so far? Um, not surprised. There's probably a, I'm sitting at hedging my bets here, to be honest. I said, I'm not saying slightly disappointed. You know, I think maybe there was a couple areas we could have upgraded. And, you know, we've, there's, there's areas of, you know, we've been banging on about, you know, a bit of covering all these positions. We want to make sure we've got to keep, Key covering all those positions. I think Lukic is a, a very good signing. There's definitely an upgrade, a significant upgrade from the guys that we had there as backups you know, on the bench. But look, I think we seem like we're safe this year, right? I think I'm not tempting fate here. We're, we're almost safe. Yep. There's an element of you can afford to not take risks now. Wait till the summer, rebuild, see where you land. One or two players on the verge of many to get their contracts extended beyond the summer. I think there's a lot of wait and see here. If Fulham were in a much more precarious situation, we probably would have seen a lot more activity. You know, we've been linked with Suarez for the last God knows how many weeks. That still hasn't gone through. Possibly the entire window. It may go around there. But I think the, for me, it's if you don't need to panic, buy, don't. You know, invest more wisely in the summer. 
buy enough to just keep you pushing along and ticking along. You know, you know, I'd like to see a, a bit of a cup run. So again, it's having depth there. There's a lot of games thick and fast over the next few weeks. So cover is critical. You know, we've got, you know, said we're playing Chelsea on on Friday. Sheffield was it Sunderland next Wednesday. Then we've got Forest on Saturday. You know, the games are coming thick and fast. So. Yep. You know, a lot of fans would like a cup run, and there's a favourable, you know, last 16 cup type we can beat. Absolutely. So I'd like that to be prioritised as well as obviously just continue to play the good football we have. But there were signs recently that we're starting to look a little bit tired, a little bit, you know, injuries have crept in, players are looking a little bit tired. You know, there's a risk that we might slightly slip down the table, which won't be a surprise. I think most people, you know, will still be pleased that, A, we've survived. And B, we can achieve a top half finish. But yeah, slightly disappointed. Maybe we didn't get a couple more reinforcements just to keep pushing along, keep pushing along, keep the keep the dial moving. And but like I said, let's wait till the summer. More money, more players. You can have got more time to focus rather than panic buy. I don't think we have to panic buy per se. I think that's the key thing. Unlike previous previous seasons in the Premier League, where we've we've we're all wanting strength in depth to keep us up in the in the in the Premier League, and we didn't buy the players that we wanted. So. So, yeah, I don't think many fans will be surprised what we're seeing. Okay, my friend. Good stuff. All right. Forgot to mention this, as always. And uh, the numbers on YouTube keep going up with the subscribers. Mm-hmm. So, please do subscribe on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. It does help other Fulham supporters find us. Okay, my friend. Let's start with the good news. Fulham have officially signed a few hours ago Sasa Lukic from Torino in Italy. And he is a teammate of... Alexander mm-hmm. Mitrovic on the Serbian national team. He's a central midfielder, Emilio. And reportedly, Peter Rutzel is reporting that the fee is eight million pounds, and mm-hmm. he signed until 2027. So it's a decent mm-hmm. amount of time, mm-hmm. and it's not a huge amount, but it's a decent amount. So, what are your thoughts on this signing? What does it tell you? I think that this is more of just cover. I think he might contend with possibly Harrison Reed to start along mm-hmm. in that midfield three. Maybe this is more competition rather yeah. than cover. I'm mm-hmm. not 100% sure if this is just cover or an upgrade. Your thoughts? Mm-hmm. I thought they said the good news is that was Shalibur and Onima both moving on. I think we'll talk <laughs> about that in a second. Yeah. We'll talk about uh, you know, look, two players have left the club. And you know, then then we've got a so look, two average to low performers at the club left have left. They've moved on to passes new, and we have got a significant upgrade in Lukic. I, you know, I've seen a bit of few videos of him in the last few days as we've been linked and speculation around his signing. Definitely an upgrade. You know, I've said you know my views on Harrison Reed. He does a job. He <laughs> does do. a job. He plays to his strengths, right? And yep. And I've, I've said it to Steve Reynolds when I was there at the game on Saturday against Sunderland. When these players aren't playing to their full potential, they're offering very little else, is what I'm saying. So Harrison Reed does a job, grinds, he battles, he plays, you know, works his socks off. But when he's not at his full capacity, it feels like we've got one less player on the pitch. And that's the same with other players. And the same. So these, we've, some of these players are punching above their weight. I said that on Saturday. And for me, Lukic, international player. Obviously, it's, you know, with the, the Mitrovic backing there, that clearly yeah. there was a recommendation to come and join a team. He played in all the World Cup games, didn't he? So again, I know Serbia got knocked out in the, in the qualification groups, you know, that, but notwithstanding that, he still played those three games. It's definitely an upgrade. 
I think we have been a little bit weak in that in that position in recent weeks. You know, we, we've created little. We haven't scored many goals. We've got one, one goal in three games since the Chelsea victory. So, look, if, he, if he's fit and can come and start straight away, then, yes, he's going to keep the likes of Harrison Reed, the Tom Kearney's who comes on normally for cameo appearances in the second half. You know, it could be, this could be the end of Tom's career at Fulham. You never know. So, it's uh, you know, we talk about Harrison Reed. He's going to have to fight for his place. And I... Right. And, this guy seems to offer a lot more quality from what I've seen. You know, different type of player. Yep. But technically is better. He's stronger. And we have to start building and strengthening and having not carrying players on the pitch when they're not playing to their full potential. And that's why I mean some of these players have done a great job this season. They've punched above their weight, but when the chips are down and the team isn't clicking, some of these players of ours are maybe not. No, how would I say they're, they're, they're not going to take us to the next level? They're, you know, I'm afraid I, I, that's the bottom line. The club wants to be challenging for consistent Premier League survival year in, year out and pushing on season by season. A bit like Brighton, there's going to come a point where some of these players we've got a soft spot towards may need to start moving aside and, and we start to attract probably international quality. So it's a great signing, it's a up, significant upgrade to what we've got, and it will, it will keep Harrison Reed and Tom Kenny on their toes, to be honest. And I think that's good. And I think he offers something different as a box-to-box central mm-hmm. midfielder. Emilio, based on what I've watched, what you've watched, mm-hmm. what I've read, he is different than Kearney, different than Reed, and a different mm-hmm. option for Marco. Yeah. Mattering on who Fulmer playing, maybe he goes with Lukic instead of Reed. Maybe, again, instead of Tom Kearney coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But I think, based on what I'm seeing, this is a player that's not just for the now, Emilio. It could be a player for the future. So yeah, I think this ticks both of those boxes, meaning it's not just happening for this season. I, I think it goes way yeah. beyond that. So I think that's good. Also, let's transition and talk about the players that are leaving because I think this is an upgrade over that. So you were talking about Nathaniel Chalba. Now, listen, I wish him all the best of luck. Mm-hmm. Let's just talk about this because you're bringing in Lukic And Nathaniel Chalba, and we'll talk about Josh Allen in a second, they're both leaving. And Mm -hmm. I don't know how you feel. Hopefully, Nathaniel Chalba has a good stay at West Brom, and I wish him only the best. But this is a significant upgrade based on Mm -hmm. everything I'm seeing over him. And because Mm -hmm. I don't think Nathaniel Chalba was close to featuring with Fulham. Same thing with Josh Allen. Yeah, and you look at those plays, you know, they, you know, What are they, you know, at the end of the day, they've got, they've had their moments, not always positive, you know, but Chalo was brought in with a specific objective when he, you know, in, when he won the championship, he worked with Marco Silva before and he was there maybe as, as, as cover, never to be a starting, starting 11 play. He played a few games in the championship last season. He actually started off quite well, if I recall, you know, I think, I think the autumn of, he did, he started well. I remember you, you were complimenting him in this performance and saying that this, if he carries on at that, that level of quality. Then Birmingham City, he played very well. Yeah, I remember very that well. Much. You know, but then it didn't quite work out for him. He got a little bit out of favour. Performances didn't weren't up to scratch, and he was very much a bit part player. And same with Josh Onuma, bit of injury last season, didn't really figure in the championship. And to be honest, it's they're not really Marco Silva type players, right? It's the type of football we want to play. These guys are safe, unattractive, uninspiring players who will probably do a, a reasonable job at wherever they've moved on to. So Shalabar's gone on to West Brom and Josh Onema, I'm sure we'll find another club in the championship that he can 
play week in, week out and, and offer something to them. But, you know, Fulham Football Club wants to continue to progress and stay in the Premier League. Like I've mentioned earlier, we have to put our loyalties aside. These players have done a job where they've had in the past. They have to move on and we have to keep pushing up the table. We have to keep, like Brighton do, keep looking at Brighton, Crystal Palace. You know, they've, they've stayed in the Premier League, what, nine, ten years, Crystal Palace? Rarely threatening with relegation. So they're doing something right. They have some, they have, you know, low turnover of players, but each year they're building and strengthening, building and strengthening, more money, better quality. And it just, it's becoming more challenging to stay in this Premier League than ever before. So to keep competing, unfortunately, the average players are going to get found out very quickly. So, you know, I'm not, you know, Josh Honor, but other than the goal he scored against Cardiff and the players, I'm not sure. He did very much, to be honest. I sort of remember the goal against Leeds United he scored. I think yep. he scored in before Christmas a couple of seasons ago. But other than that, had potential, didn't really see it. He was, again, a Scott Parker-type signing, you know, from right. with his connections at Tottenham Hotspur, but you know, didn't really get enough game time last year. So new managers come in. These players really haven't really figured in and were not, never really going to be good enough. So, yes, we've now got more cover on the bench. We've obviously got now Kearney, Reed, and Lukic technically fighting for that other mid central midfield role. I think at the right. moment, you know, it's, it's a no-brainer who's probably the strongest of the three, but, you know, they all have a different purpose. They have a different, they have different style of play and um, Marcus Silva, I'm sure, will use them appropriately this season, but let's see how he adjusts as well to coming into Premier League. It may take him some time to find his feet and, and rhythm, because, but we've got a lot of games coming up in the next few weeks, so depth and quality are going to be key. Absolutely. Okay, so I'm just going to share some comments. A few from our friend Stefan here says Chalba has only made six appearances mm -hmm. as featured for four minutes since he was sent off against Newcastle. Good mm -hmm. point. He also says Lukic, good signing. So those are some comments from our friend there. Let's see. This is from our friend Sean Kennedy. He says Lukic certainly more than cover. His numbers indicate he could represent real value mm -hmm. and he has longer term. That was my point, Emilio. And I think at some point Fulham have to move away. And I think they're in the process of doing this, turning over the squad mm -hmm. when you have championship players that, as you said, that were more Scott Parker type players. Now we have to move on to Marco Silva mm -hmm. type players. So I think that is a sea change where now you're bringing in a player like Lukic mm -hmm. that I think suits more to how Marco wants to play. Mm -hmm. And nothing against the players mm -hmm. that we just mentioned that are leaving. Anima and Chalaba, I just don't think they fit into no. how Marco wants to play Miller. So it makes sense to do this. And, and they weren't figuring in the championship last season. So that tells you the story. The team was successful. You know, we scored lots of goals. They, they didn't have, there was no room for them, to be honest. And right. you're always going to need cover, especially at that level. But, you know, the likes of Chalaba and Anima, no disrespect, are championship players. They're not, they're nowhere near the Premier League quality that we need. And, and some of our players at the moment, yeah, like I've said, they're all they've all done ex exceptionally well to get the club to where they are now. But some are really going over and beyond their their levels of quality. Some are playing the best football of their lives. Yet many of us were thinking they weren't more than a, a championship type player. So fair play to Marcus Silva getting the best out of these players. But there will come a point where some of the players that we've we love and see week in week out are going to struggle to push on. I think they've many players have hit their peak which is why now it's all about steady building, strengthening. Right. And I'm, I'm comfortable with not overspending in the, in the January transfer window, but maybe a couple more signings wouldn't have gone amiss. I would like, I've always said, I've always wanted another striker to back up Mitrovic. You know, I've said that for two seasons now, uh, two, three seasons. We haven't, we haven't upgraded. It's unlikely we're going to upgrade. We, we'll have to make do with Vinicius, who 
can do a job, but clearly we're lacking something when he's on the pitch consistently. You know, he's not really offering, offering that much. And, okay. you know, maybe some fullback cover as well. I think we're going to talk about Kenny Tete cover for him. Suarez well, we're going to talk about that in a second. Coming up. But overall, let's see. Let's see. I think you're right, Steph. And Lukic will need, as I mentioned, he'll probably need time to adjust. Playing a different brand of football in Italy. So we've got to give him time. But overall, it's all about building for the future. Four and a half year deal shows a bit of commitment from Fulham and trust. And believe this guy is going to be part of our long-term future. Not just a, not just a player who's going to provide cover to keep us in the Premier League. You know, the, the owners of mean business here. And he's, he's one player towards the strengthening of this club for the long for the next five to ten years. Absolutely. So Gotta think long term here. Absolutely. I'm gonna share this comment from David Nicholson because there was a decent amount of speculation linking Fulham over the last couple of days, Emil, to Sander Birch from Sheffield mm-hmm. United. So I want to just talk a little bit about this with you. Lukic sounds like a great sign. This is from David Nicholson. I'm not sure Burge was likely, mind you, 11 minutes to go, and he's not entirely convinced Blade's friends, according to a friend who supports them. But I've seen a good amount of speculation. It had Fulham willing to spend 20 million pounds mm. on Sandra Burge. Now, if you're going to do that, that tells me that you're looking to upgrade. If that didn't happen, well, obviously it doesn't look like it's likely to happen because uh, I saw the speculation this morning that, Sheffield United have made the decision to hold on to him. But regardless, if Fulham were in for him, I think that shows a little bit of ambition, Emilio. If they're willing to spend 20 million pounds mm-hmm. on another central midfielder, I don't think the two were linked, by the mm-hmm. way. I think they were interested in both players, Lukic mm-hmm. and Sandra Birch, separately. I think, again, this is just my opinion. I don't think they backed off because they signed Lukic. So if I'm right about that, I think that they do want to show a little bit of ambition, maybe not mm-hmm. too much, not like what's going on with Chelsea, my friend down the street no, from no. you. <laughs> it's a little bit out of control. I'm watching all of what's been talked yeah. about with Chelsea as we do this show live. It's insane. But I think that even if Fulham didn't get this player, if, if it was true that they were potentially in for him, they really wanted him, it shows a little bit of ambition. Yeah, I, I agree with David in the sense that I'm not seeing f- overly flattering comments from Sheffield United fans about. I think yep. he's, you know, Berger's a bit been a bit hit and miss. You know, you, I think it sounds like it's either someone you love or you hate. That's the, that's right. the impression I've got by reading a lot of the tweets and messages. Twenty million was going to be a it's a big investment when you don't. I wouldn't say technically need him. I think we've got Lukic, good yep. deal, four and a half years, international player. Do we need to be spending 20 million on Berger now when you may have more choice in the summer when you don't need we're not we're not battling to survive in the Premier League, is well no. my point is. So it's it becomes less relevant and less appropriate to go and spend that fun, those funds on a player that's played in the championship at the moment, and you might be limited with choice because there's less movement of players in January. So I think it's it's a sensible financial decision. Not to push on with him. We've got we've got Lukic. Don't be surprised. You might get some other sort of lone players cover to add a bit more bench strength. We might see some some news flashes soon. But it's other areas I would like to have seen a bit more bit more transactional activity, like we've mentioned. I just think yep. uh, centre midfield. We've got a lot of wingers. We've got a lot of we have got depth in certain areas, but injuries are kicking in as well. And we've seen you know without some of our key players when they're injured, at times we're not firing all cylinders. So it's good to keep building, keep strengthening, and 
I'm not always an advocate of, of spending millions in the January window. That's that. My view is if players are moving January, there's a reason why they're available in January. It's <laughs> a good point. It's a good you point. Know, if you're if you're out of favour, not particularly good, you're struggling to put, they be, they become an asset or a tool for you, for a club to come in and buy. But you know, I always say good people will always be in jobs. So why are people available in January to move clubs? There's usually a reason for that. So I just think that it sometimes it, it creates a wrong precedence to over overspend in, in in the January transfer window. It's more about reinforcing, strengthening where possible, but don't go over the odds and and blow a lot of your capital. You wait till the summer to to strengthen. Okay, excellent stuff, my friend. All right, coming up next, Emil and I are going to talk about potentially a right back joining Fulham on loan. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Okay, my friend, we are getting near mm -hmm. the end of the window, but as we know, things can happen after the window closes. Mm -hmm. Before we went live, I have Sky Sports News right mm -hmm. in front of me. I'm watching live, and they actually did a report from Mossberg Park talking about Cedric Soares and that nothing has been done yet, but it sounds like, based on what I've been seeing, that Fulham are close to signing him. In fact, I saw some reports that were reportedly Fulham are going to sign this player. We shall see. We shall see if they can get this over the line. Now, what I've seen, Emilio, what's been going back and forth on this is that was it going to be a permanent deal? Was it going to be a loan deal? Talking about his wages, I've seen reportedly Fulham are going to pick up all the wages for Cedric Soares. Again, that is speculation that they're going to pick up all the wages. So if this does happen, Emilio, everything I'm hearing that it's going to be a loan deal, we're going to talk about what that would mean for Shane Duffy in just a second. But reportedly, both of these players are linked if Fulham signed Soares on loan. Your thoughts about this? Because they have been talking about this deal speculation-wise for the entire window. Mm -hmm. So it tells me that Marco really wants this player. Your thoughts? At the end of the day, what I'm reading is all different speculation about the conditions of the deal. Sounds like yep. it's a loan only, no option to buy, only yep. to the end of the season, and you're paying him over £100,000, probably making him the most expensive player at the club. Is it is that is that good? Is that a good investment? I just think at the end of the day, I'd rather invested in a player who's potentially got the option to buy if he performs well to the end of the season, rather than panic buying cover for Tete, who to be honest has had a great season and when you know and we miss him badly when he's he's injured. But 
yes, we've got we're, we're short of depth in that area, but it's a lot of money to pay making them your most expensive player, and then you've got no there's no there's no condition there to potentially sign him longer term. I'm not sure it's the best business that we could be doing. I know we need cover in that area, but is that the is that the only player available in the whole of the world to play right back? To compete with Tenetete. It sounds like it sounds a little bit bizarre that we've been chasing him for the last five, six to eight weeks. And he's going to be the most expensive player at the club. You know, but then who's going to be compromised? You know, do we do we let Shane Duffy go? Again, he's on what, 80, 90,000 pounds a week, one of the most expensive players, yet hasn't played one league game, to be honest. So it's just it's a little bit I'm a little bit beggar's belief, really, scratching my head with this deal. You know, I, I think he'll be a great asset. But for five months of football, then you hand it back to Arsenal. It just seems, I don't know, doesn't seem like good business. But then it's not my money. It's, it's the owner's money. They want to do what they want. But I think we could have invested more appropriately and maybe scoured the, you know, the European markets for players that are potentially there for the longer term duration. What's interesting, Emilio, Fulham have been linked mm-hmm. to, I kid you not, at least a dozen different right backs mm-hmm. around Europe. But it all seemed to come back to Cedric Soros, which leads me to believe that Marco has something to do with this. Now, Marco has worked with him before, so maybe that's a factor in all this. I don't know. But it's obvious to me, based on where we are with this, that he was their number one backup for Kenny Tete. But again, like you mentioned, backup, right? He is not going to start over Kenny Tete. He's not, I don't think, being brought in to compete for the right-back position. He's being brought in for cover. This is not an upgrade. This is cover to me. So, like you said, if it's true, if the wage demands are true, it's a curious decision Mm -hmm. to go with that. But I think the manager, in my opinion, Emilio, if this does go through, which I do believe it will, that's just my opinion. That the manager had a lot to do with this. Yeah. That the the manager is showing a little bit of clout here. That they're doing this for Marco, which in a way for me is a positive that the cons would do this for Marco. Mm. That's just again, I yeah. don't have any proof that this is the reason, but that's what it seems like to me if I'm reading between the lines. Yeah, clearly, you know, we have had a, we have been exposed in that area. And you know, disrespect to Bobby Reed, you know, he's done an adequate job to cover in that position, you know, better than Mbappé, for example. You know, so the fact that Bobby Reed can play in that position in a more competently than, than Mbappé says something. But look, if it, if it means Marcus Silva has a bit more, can breathe a little bit easier, he, he knows that if, if Tete is going to get injured and likely we might see him not figure a couple of games, he's likely to get an injury at some point, then, you know, Suarez is, is a, a very appropriate backup there, to be honest with you. And it will just keep it just protect that you know that right back position. But it just seems a little bit puzzling. Arsenal, Arsenal are not budging. They're not willing to no. give us the option to sign him. They just want him off their wage bill so they can fund other transfers uh, that they've been making this transfer window. So overall, look, let's see, let's see what happens here. If, if 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 we let if we have to if we're signing him, sounds like what I'm reading here from the the listeners, it's it's more or less a done deal. Then yes, then. Where do we? What happens to Dan James or Shane Duffy? Is one of them becoming a permanent signing? I'm just about to get there, Emilio, because yeah. there's a report out there. Reportedly, if this becomes a reality with Cedric Soares, Fulham are then going to sign Shane Duffy permanently from Brighton. And there have been talks. Again, this is speculation with Brighton 
to sign Shane Duffy permanently. Now, they would be doing this, in my opinion, just to be able to get Soros mm-hmm. over the line. So yeah. you have to ask yourself, is that the right move? Because now you're signing Shane Duffy, who has barely played for Fulham. But I don't think that you can do wrong having an additional center back, but he's barely played Amelia. Yeah. So for yeah. me, you're signing him just to make this loan deal happen. Interesting. Interesting, yeah, and it probably will probably give what Shane Duffy a one-year deal, probably to the end of next season. I'm guessing, yeah. probably, you know, then you know. But yeah, again, we've not seen we've not seen him. He's not been given any game time, to be honest. Tim Ream has been outstanding, and you know, there's been no there's no been no opportunity for Shane Duffy to play. I think he played one. No. Carly, was it the Carabao Cup game at the beginning of the season against um, Crawley Town when when he played, Shalaba played, and we were we were awful that night. So. Awful. But, you know, he's he's a good backup, Shane Duffy. You know, if there's ever to be any injuries or there's going to be a last-minute signing off Toasted, he was there was speculation that Toasted was going to go to this transfer window. Yeah. That, that hasn't materialised. But, nope. look, if for me, the only thing I see here is Marcus Silva wanted Suarez. He's going to get that. And we've, if we have to make Shane Duffy permanent to make that deal a reality, then, like you said, it shows the kinds of faith in Marcus Silva and that what yeah. he wants, he gets. Right. And Emilio, in a way, like I said, I'm not saying it's the right thing to do, but I am saying that it shows me how much Marco has impressed the cons to the point that they're investing in him, mm-hmm. not just in the football club, but they're investing. They are now in the Marco Silva business, meaning mm-hmm. they want to keep him around. I hope this leads to a longer term contract for Marco, but I think that they know what they have with Marco Silva. And I think this is a sign to me that they're willing to do what Mm -hmm. it takes, not just to hold on to Marco Silva, keep him happy, but give him what he wants. Yeah. So he keeps on building Fulham to what they want. So for me, in a way, this is a positive sign that they're willing to go that extra yard for Marco. I Mm -hmm. do want to share this comment from our friend David Nicholson. Duffy is a puzzle. Expect to see a bit more of him. Understand he's been unwell. And Reem has been a revelation, which I suspect no one on this yeah. show anticipated. True, true. David, you're 100% right, because I thought Shane Duffy would have a chance, Emilio, yeah. to play and maybe play regularly, and he hasn't. That's no, because exactly. of Reem. And look at Reem, you know, whenever, you know, on Saturday, we missed his leadership at the back. <laughs> Unbelievable. You know, 35-year-old know, international, and we're, 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 we're bemoaning the fact that he's not playing in a cup tie because you know Tim Ream now is one of the first players on that team sheet, which is ridiculous. Yep. You know, who would have ever thought that, like David just mentioned? Yep, absolutely. All right, Emilio, we've gone past the uh transfer window deadline. It is done. I actually saw it wind down on my screen right in front of me. Mm. So we talked about doing about a half hour show. So that's what we're going to do. And but as we all know, deals can still happen and they can happen. Mm for a while so but we wanted to do a show up until the end of the transfer window and um Emilio before we wrap up this show how are you feeling right now you know look there's a couple of disappointments I think there's areas which clearly we're struggling to find cover for Mitrovic I think that's been a two or three years two year three year problem so disappointing that we haven't really still have a bought no one as adequate cover in that area overall we haven't panic bought, which is good. I'm glad to see that. You don't want to break the stability and confidence of the team. I think sometimes if you can try to, if you bring in too many players, 
it will disrupt the players who've done a good job to get them where they are. So I think it, right. I think there's also a psychological thing here as well. We've upgraded in key areas. We've released players who who are not figuring and are not good enough at this level. So you know, thanks for their their involvement in the Fulham Football Club, but they may they may as well go to another club where they can be put to better use. But think of the psychological element here. You suddenly bring in half a dozen new players. What's that going to do with a team that got you to sixth, seventh place in the Premier League? It's it's going to disrupt their confidence and morale. So we shouldn't overlook that. So we, we've, we've upgraded in key positions. We haven't panic bought. And we've got one international player to add some depth in that central midfield. And yep. the rest is as we were, to be honest with you. So it's, I can see why the, you know, we haven't gone OTT. And I think that would have been disruptive to the players and a kick in the teeth to a player that actually got you to sixth and seventh to yep. then see a flurry of new players. So it's the right thing to have not gone OTT, but you know, maybe there could have been more, more, a couple more upgrades wouldn't have gone amiss, to be honest with you. But it is what it is. I'm not overly disappointed. We've had a great season. We've got lots of games coming up. I won a cup run. I want to get to Wembley. So it's uh, that's the priority for me, more so than, weirdly, than finishing as high up in the Premier League as possible. Because not often you get the chance to win silverware. Okay, my friend. Before we go, I'm going to throw something at you that actually surprised me. Now, again, things can still happen. I know the window is closed, but deals can still happen. Like I said, and uh, we will have a show tomorrow. We will review everything. But here's a curious one. Say they sign Cedric Soros the way that it's been reported on loan. What's going to happen with this player, Emilio? (laughs) Kevin and Babu. Now, we have not heard much speculation we did about a week or two ago that he could be on the way out so this is something to watch if they do sign Soros officially does that mean Mbabu is going out as well so just another player to keep a a watch as we go through the rest of the night and into tomorrow and we'll have our answers tomorrow Mm -hmm. on Wednesday's show my friend but absolutely your thoughts about this because we're going to do a hit or miss tomorrow on Cottage Talk when we look back at all the summer signings. I can already tell you this is a major miss. This is <laughs> a miss, and I didn't see this one coming. But yeah, thoughts yeah. on Kevin and Babu before we wrap this up? I think if we were to do a poll now or did one at the time, I think many fans were quite excited about this player when he first right. joined. I think we all expected you know, some quality there. Maybe a little bit unpredictable, but you know, clearly, I think there were more pros and cons in terms of feedback. But yeah, clearly, right. it hasn't worked out for him. He's uh, he's had some horrendous performances, and it's the same with Kazawa as well. You know, the two or three games he's played for the club, yeah, absolutely yep. abysmal. He's been shocking, yep. to be honest with you. And this is a guy who's played at the top level for the, the probably the most expensive and wealthiest club in the world. So right. beggars belief, Sanders. But look, you know, these players don't become bad overnight. Clearly, nope. they're not adjusting either to the Premier League or to the way we want to play, you know, we all make mistakes. Siona's made a mistake and, you know, he's clearly not even in the, in the squad, let alone, no. you know, on the, as a starting 11 player. So clearly he's at, totally out of favour. The best thing he can do is leave, but then clearly another club needs to come knocking on the door for him. You might see a potential loan signing there to the end of the season. He can right. add some value to another team rather than us having to pay that wage bill. So again, that may offset the Sarah's, um Right. Um, loan deal. So don't be surprised. We might see something there. One offsets the other, partially offsets the other. That's why I wanted to mention him mm. at the very end of the show, because uh, 
I think if Soros does sign that Mbabu might be going as well, but only time will tell when we uh, look back tomorrow on Wednesday and we'll look back at what has happened in the uh, January transfer window. And like I mentioned, we're going to go back actually through the summer transfer window. That should be fun. So Cottage Talk will have a transfer deadline review show on Wednesday. I hope you do watch and listen to the show, but we're going to wrap this up. For the Fulham Shadow, Emilio Dunnell, I'm Russ Coleman. Thank you, as always, for watching and listening to Cottage Talk, now part of the TalkSport Fan Network. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them, honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping. And you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.